Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, it's Melissa Rivers and welcome to Group Text. Stay tuned for a new episode. Hey everyone, welcome to Group Text. You know, no introduction necessary. Friend of the show, friend of the family, friend of fashion police, friend of small animals. I don't know what else to say. Margaret Cho. <laughs> hey, Margaret. Hi. <clears throat> You've got me and, of course, the lovely and beautiful Sabrina Miller. Hello. Yes. I, I, I deem Margaret as friend for life. Yes. 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 So I've been thinking a lot, as I'm sure you have, about the state of comedy. You and I have had this discussion a little bit offline in the past. Mm-hmm. Why are we not allowed to laugh anymore? I mean, that's how I feel. I feel like we are not allowed to laugh. Yeah. Well, it's a kind of thing of like um, people are really sensitive. You know, I think it has a lot to do with just the times and people are just really um, finding um, offense at everything, you know, and in a way, it's really stifling, but it's also, um, I think it's also, you know, that uh, we just don't have permission to do things. So it's, it's very, it's very, it's hard. It's hard. But I think that it, it's, I think people are tired of it too. I, I think I, we got to get over it. I mean, my mother, like most comics and like you, take personal pain and turn it mm-hmm. into comedy and also comedy being a great healer. Mm-hmm. How, how have we lost sight of that? You know, yeah. comedy yeah. is something, laughter brings people together. She always used to say, you know, she could bring peace to the Middle East. You put a funny mm-hmm. Israeli and a funny Palestinian and you sit them in a room and you have a, you tell jokes and laugh because you can dislike someone and disagree with someone but if you mm-hmm. laugh with them, you can't hate them. Right. It's so true. It's very true. And it's like, I think, um, I think it's really important to laugh. And I think it's important to be able to make those jokes and make those connections. I mean, part of it now, too, is that we have the um, inability to actually physically be together. So that's a big problem as well. And then it's that thing of the, the lack of physical connection leads to like the lack of context. And so things get taken out of context a lot more easily. I think that has a lot to do with it, too, because it's that game of telephone that so much of things get told over social media so much more than they used to. So that has a lot to do with the way things are distorted that, um, you know, oh, did you hear what somebody said? And they said, and they said, and then it gets distorted so much that we lose the original context of the joke. I think that's part of why people get so offended. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why people are are so easily offended nowadays, 
because it's like now we've lost the original gist of what everybody started to say in the first place. You know, now with this canceled culture, um, it's it's frightening for all of us. Do you feel like it's killing creativity a little bit? I think, well, I think so, but it's also something that it will ignite a new kind of creativity because I think that the people who are really smart will find a way to circumvent that, you know, because it, it's like always got to rise, you know, it's always got to, um, uh, it's always got to be challenged, like your um, creative instincts and your um, ingenuity has to be challenged in order for it to you know, rise up to the occasion. You have to be challenged in order to grow. And so I'm, I'm up for it. You know, I'm really kind of like trying to figure out how to do comedy. I'm, I'm always wondering what your mom would do now in this time. Cause she wouldn't be able to go out and do set, set that, that cutting room or wherever, you know, it would be really hard. So, well, you know, and yeah. people, People always ask me, what would she be thinking during all this? I think she would be very, very <clears throat> disappointed and disheartened that we have lost our ability to to find humor. But mm-hmm. again, I come from a family where not even the kind of humor that my mother, the comedy that she did on stage, where black humor ruled. You mm-hmm. know, I have told this story, and it was in the introduction of my book right after my mom died, was you know, my mother had just passed and I was by myself in the room with her and I'm crying and I didn't realize a nurse was there and I started to laugh and I could hear her go like, you know, why is this person laughing? And she's like, are you okay? And I said, yes. And mind you, like there's tears running. I go, I'm just thinking about what a shitty day my dad is having. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because like, oh uh-huh. shit, she's here, <laughs> and she's still pissed that I killed myself. Like, fuck. Yeah. You know, no longer resting in peace. <laughs> so that is how I deal with things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That is where I see my humor, and I understand that people don't necessarily have that black humor, but mm-hmm. I and that dark humor. But I, I do feel like my mother would be frustrated. Mm-hmm. and disappointed. So comedy can take a lot of different forms. I think that we've also been able to figure out how to go on through comedy. So I think um, comedy's taken on a really important role during this time. And I think, yeah, Dave, Dave Chappelle's really like kind of stepped out as, a, as an important voice. Like everybody's sort of waiting for him and to to like tell us how to how to feel about it you know it, and more so than politicians for sure more so than um anybody that we're looking to like because it's like politicians have been definitely pretty like they're funny um, yeah they're funny but they're not <laughs> not ha ha funny no but you no. you laugh at you laugh out of out of dis, disgust fear. and fear <laughs> it's, a di- it's a whole different kind of funny yeah, but I think it's definitely something that we're like looking to uh, comedy for a lot of hope and inspiration. So I think that, um, you know, uh, I think comedy can help. But what's really frustrating for, for comedians in general is that we don't have the ability to actually physically perform. You right. know, and some of us, we, we do some Zoom shows, but those are really not exactly the same because we're not in physical contact with people. Well, because a lot of Com- stand up is a conversation with the audience. 
Yeah. In the sense of their reaction. Well, you know what? I saw something that Cat Williams uh, recorded where he actually did stand up without the audience. You have Mm. to pull it up. It was really very interesting because it did the element, the audience, you know, him feeding off that it was missing. And I feel like he's a very funny man. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you know, go through his experience, but it definitely took something away from the equation. Well, it yeah. also, I mean, you know, with John Oliver, it was a rocky road till he got sort of the rhythm of doing his show as he jokes in this box. Same with Bill mm-hmm. Maher, same with a lot of these guys as it became very complicated mm-hmm. um, to, to continue. So how, how do we do this. How do, even with like a slow roll opening and like you brought up about context of jokes, it, it, to me, I feel like we're on this precipice that we're not allowed to laugh anymore. And it's interesting because you brought up Chappelle, who I've always been a fan of, mm-hmm. and he's always gotten, not a pass, but he's not held to the same over-the-top cultural standards. Yeah. That, yeah everyone else has been because you think back you we never I mean could you imagine you couldn't have a, a Richard Pryor right now you couldn't have mm. a George Carlin you could not have a Lenny Bruce you could not have a Joan Rivers no no it's different I mean it's different and then well with David Dave he's got this thing where people allow him to do a lot more than just comedy you know he's a lot allowed a lot more leeway because um he gives himself permission to do uh, more than jokes. Like he, li- he like gives himself permission to just talk, which I think is really extraordinary for because most of the time comedians are so scared. <laughs> like a lot yeah. of us, we're just so we're like we've got to get to the next joke because we're just like we're buying that time right up there. But Dave gives himself a lot of like time to just like kind of figure out what's going on, and I, I really admire that about him. And he's always been that way. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, because of that, people give him a lot of space to work and, you know, work out what he's thinking and what he and that, that really pays off with a lot of I think people give him a lot of leeway to sort of like talk about what's happening in society. And I think that's really important. I think that's what we need. Um, but it's it's definitely like so he gets a lot of permission to say a lot of things that people aren't really allowed to say, you know. And other comedians aren't allowed to say. And, no. and let's and let's be honest that most people are uncomfortable about. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting mm-hmm. that other comedians can't say what he 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 that's something is he's his voice is so broke it's always been phenomenal, but it's really broken through because it's interesting that he's been given not the past, but it's a wrong word. The 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 luxury the ability the acceptance that other people couldn't chris rock couldn't come out and say it right now no matter how funny chris rock is who i think it's a genius he couldn't get away with what dave is saying why it's why is there this sort of imbalance you couldn't come out and say i mean go back your last special was hilarious you couldn't say half of that now yeah, I think it's because he entitles himself to say, this is my opinion as a person and not as an entertainer. Like, really? there's a kind of an opinion there that, like, is like, look, I'm here as a human being. I'm not here as an entertainer. And that is, like, a different distinction. Like, I think all so of us too. are there I think so as, like, too. I think you hit representative. It on the head. 
yeah, they're like, we're here to be entertainers. And he's like, no, this is me as a person. I'm telling you how I feel. And then the rest of us are like, we're here as like a product. <laughs> but, how, but how do you make this, you know, and by the way, I always have to say like, I'm an enormous, I've seen everything Chappelle has done. I'm an enormous fan yeah. of people to think like I'm calling him out. I just think it's fascinating that he's become the comedic voice and everyone else has been shut down. How do you, how yeah. are you going to make the shift? I mean, how, and you've always been edgy and a lot of what you do is about your personal experience. I think because his, um, because his legacy is that you've never, ever been able to purchase him for no amount of money. You Unlike know, like, my mother and you and everyone <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. We're all for sale. We're all for sale. My mother's, but like, like, with him. <laughs> my mother's joke was always how much. And then she would say, what is it? <laughs> yeah. It's like you can't purchase him. Like even if like, you know, if that the the Dave Chappelle show, like when they're trying to purchase him for like, what is it, like $50 million? You know, he's like, you can't purchase me. You're not laughing at the right things, which is such an esoteric thought. Totally. But really very true. You know, it's like, this is a very esoteric point of view, but actually, you know, it's true. You know, like he's like, if we, he, he's like, if I believe that you're not laughing at the things that I think you should be laughing at, I'm not going to allow you to buy this. You're not going to buy me. And it's also not going to ruin me. That's the other, the other side of it is that I'm not going to allow this to shift the perception of me as a, as an, not even as an entertainer or as an entity. How are so, you making this shift? Because I don't know. That's I don't think amazing. I don't think people <laughs> realize. No, I'm saying I don't think people realize how smart you are, mm-hmm. and you have such a distinctive point of view. You know, yeah. I keep saying, is comedy dead? Yeah. Are we ever going to be allowed to laugh at things we laughed at? Do you think you could go out and do your normal stand-up or? Your last special, which again, if people haven't seen it, they need to go and see. They need to download it. It's hilarious. Do you think you would have that you would have second guessed everything? Maybe. I mean, I have a lot more of um, a sense of wanting to people please than um, somebody like Dave. You know, definitely, I have a lot more to um i think because i'm a woman because i'm korean there's a lot more of like cultural um kinds of like identities in place that keep me from that kind of you know unabashed sense of self you know that that sort of things that i think keep me in a sense of like needing to satisfy a kind of personality you know, that's that's my space that I, I inhabit that I need to break out of. Right. How is this going to work? Are we going to you know, is it going to be like playing the drive in theaters? I hope is it so. Gonna, that'd, that'd be, be good. Fun. Yeah. Well, I really think good. I think that all of us now we're living in a different day and time and it's causing all of us to see life through a different lens. Things are not going to be as they were. We're mm-hmm. going to we're forced to move forward and we're going to have to really think it through. Um, I, I think that there's, with all the darkness that's going on right now, I do feel like there's going to be light that you have to hold yeah. on to that level of hope with everything yeah. that we're, we're going through right now. I mean, and, how do you, 
Go ahead. And what, what makes you laugh right now? What yeah. brings you laughter, Margaret? Oh, I think that it, what brings me laughter is like just um, the amount of, you know, the creativity that people have. I think that, um, you know, that that we have a lot at our disposal, you know, the kind of breakdown that we have every day of what's happening in the news, the memes, the the um, breakdown of the RNC from everybody was really funny. You know, all of the stuff that yeah. we get to see every day is great. You know, are you a tick? Are you a TikTok fan? I do like the the WAP choreography TikToks. That's, I, I can't I can't do it. I mean, it's so hard. The splits at the end. I'm like, how do you even do this? The forward split thing. It's I, I, I love WAP, by the way. I love also uh, Lady Bunny's WAP um, song parody. It's very, very, very funny. The dry ass pussy. I think it's so <laughs> great. Which your mom actually, I think, codified the dry ass pussy. Um, she had the she she's the OG dry ass pussy. Yes, but, she is. I mean, <laughs> she really is. Yes, she OG, is. And we OG. knew about we we discussed it at her at her memorial. Yes, that that was the 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 OG dry ass pussy. I mean, it's so funny, but it's like that song was so really got me. I laughed so hard at that and it made the Republicans so mad. Like <laughs> that angered the conservative party so much and it it's like that made me laugh so hard how Ben Shapiro had to like talk about how his wife's pussy never got wet and they have two kids. Yeah, again. And it's like it's hilarious. Fucking, it's so hilarious, but that's so horrible. You have two but- kids and your pussy never got wet. Well, first of all, it's painful. Let's discuss it, the discomfort. You're well, we won't we won't mention certain we yeah, won't but, mention a certain person that your mom used to talk about that lived in Malibu that would start forest fires because her pussy was so dry. <laughs> oh, just like get a magnifying glass in that pussy, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. I want to sort of talk about fashion police for a second. And I was yeah, talking yeah, yeah. with Lisa, yeah, with with Lisa Bacon, who was one of the, uh, the the other EP with me on the show. Is we would have been canceled. Well, I think because- we would have been canceled back with Me Too, and it yeah. wasn't about because it was the because you talk about the difference between like you love a Cardi B, but if we were doing mm-hmm. Fashion Police, as I'm, you know, you would say I love her, I want to lift her up, but you would have three jokes about the outfit. Hmm. But it I would mean, get misinterpreted where it's like, you know, it, it had to do with a joke about, uh, you, you know, that it would be misinterpreted as like body shaming or or, or um, something like that. But it's not. No, you, know? you would have to walk a fine line if we were doing fashion police today. But and is, yeah. but is that fine? But to me, and this really brings back the heart of the conversation, which is, is the second guessing killing the creative process and therefore killing comedy in a way. No, because I think you would just have to be more more uh, thoughtful about it. Like, because we never went to body shaming. We never went to a kind of place of like class or anything like well, that. Well, you know, yeah, my I mother mean, did. So. But that, that was different because it was a different era. Like your mom's main target was Elizabeth Taylor. And there was well, like a, a definite thing with that because 
it was more about, Elizabeth Taylor was more of a symbol of um, this thing of like the prom queen or like right. the queen, like it was more like that, the head cheerleader. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Sort of thing. But they were, and it's, it's interesting, which hopefully most people know now that they were really friends and Elizabeth loved the fact that Joan kept her relevant. And that mm-hmm. same with Cher, by the way who when my mom yeah. stopped making shared jokes through a mutual friend said, why am I out of the act? Because to her yeah. that represented not being relevant. Right. Comedy is, that's what it's about. Comedy is about offending people. Comedy is about It's also turning the mirror lines. on ourselves and on society yeah. mm-hmm. and discussing, you know, if my mom always says, you know, making someone laugh gives them a mini vacation. Yeah. And especially now, we need that, yet I feel like comedy is living in fear. Right, right. Well, can we go to the shallow end of the pool, ladies? Please, as I, as I, as I, you can't see this, but as I backstroke my way there. I want to know about <laughs> Margaret's love life. What's going Which, on with by you, the way, doll? Always fascinating. <laughs> always um, exciting and fascinating. It's good. Um, I'm dating somebody who I really like. Um, and uh, it's a guy. He's, he's nice. He and I have uh, been dating um, for a while. Um, that Pre-COVID. The woman, pre, I think you mentioned this to me. Yeah, pre-COVID. pre-COVID. The girl that I was dating um, that I went out on with on Christmas got Right, where I COVID. said you had to give it. Uh, she got, <laughs> the one I said you had to at least have a candle or something to give her because yes. you're going out on Christmas. Yes. So she, she got, got COVID? COVID. Oh, um, shit. But she's, I think she's better, but it's sort of, never, we sort of never reconnected. Maybe I'll see her again, but I don't know. Um, and then I was dating some, another girl, but she was too young. Um, but that, that, but that sort of went away, but may come back. I mean, it, everything is sort of on hold, you know, I was, and then the, so that I was dating like 11 people. 11? <laughs> Okay, you, so, I mean, so wait, okay, wait, wait. Did you have a white bar aboard with like a chart to keep track of I really of had it? to like keep it all. Well, it was like all sort of like, because I was going on all these different dates, but then it was like, it was too many. And I, I would, the one, there was a couple of people that I really liked. One guy was 71 and then I never heard from him again. And then I'm like, did he die? <laughs> I'm like, he was a, he was an entertainment lawyer. He lived in like Marina del Rey and I st- went on a date with him um, and I went on a date with him right before uh, the lockdown in May, uh, in March. Mm-hmm. And then we had another date like planned like like March 5th or something. And like he was going to call me right before and he never called. And like he was 71. And I'm like, did he die? like I'm like, did he just get COVID and die? Like as I never <laughs> he never called and I, I never heard. Him. I'm like. He might have died and nobody would have called me because they like, wouldn't know. They wouldn't listen, know to call me. Listen, right. girl, you might have dodged the bullet of being a wet nurse. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he might be on a ventilator in some hospice. I don't know. I didn't even know his last name. He was very nice. He was a re- attorney. Nice. You know what? I love the fact that Margaret's got like 11 people and I can't even get one date. So Margaret, you might need to give her some advice. Okay, but Margaret, are you ever going to get married? I don't think so. Okay, because we got you to start wearing heels in honor of my mother. That's right. And you became sort of a shoe girl. That Yeah, I love, I love, well, and, but now, um, 
it's it's kind of it, it, I mean I I I now I'll, I'll break out a mule every once and again, but I haven't. Well, no, we're all barefoot right now. I mean, barely. But, but I felt um, I felt her spirit smiling. Definitely, when you, wear, when you did that, I will wear like, a shoe when we go out now for sure. Um, yes. But no, do you think you don't think you'll ever get married? I don't think so. I do like this guy a lot. Um, I've been seeing him a lot. And now, you know, we've been very regular in COVID and he's great. Um, But it's really if I and we have plans for next year to go to uh, Japan and Korea. And committed to this. I think as of right now, as As of of right right now. now. And um, he's the only guy that I'm seeing. And uh, he's really he's really phenomenal. And um, he's age appropriate. He's a little bit younger than me, um, and he's really he's really cool. So, uh, but I think um, yeah. And the other other ten people um, I backup seen. plans. They're ba- well, they're backup, but they're way backup. They and they range in age from twenty three to seventy one. Well, the seventy one <laughs> might be off the list because you haven't he heard might from be, him. He might be on a ventilator in Marie. That are that are a seventy one year old ghosted you. One of the two. I literally, he might be dead. <laughs> Really ghosted me. Really might be dead. Margaret, I love you so much. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. I love you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. 